Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 91, How to Take Control of Your Business by Pete Moore. So delighted to have Pete here. He has been um, in business for over 27 years, and his business is simplifying yours. And we will get right to it as soon as we pay the bills. If you haven't gotten Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 tips and strategies and tactics on how to sell another million. It's more of a marketing book than anything else. And if you haven't joined the Mattress Industry Network, what are you waiting for? The Mattress Industry Network is an incredible group and you have everything you need to succeed in in this group. You've got uh, store owners, you have sales reps, you have uh, you have manuf- own- owners of manufacturing. You have vice presidents of sale. If you want to network and you are in the mattress industry, this is the place to be. If you want to learn how to advertise, how to merchandise, how not to make costly mistakes, this is the place to be. It is a, a group that is run by retailers for the entire industry. So scan that code, join the Mattress Industry Network group, and thank me later. Tell them Pete sent you. Pete Moore, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Pete. It's just a real pleasure. Glad we could make it happen here. Yeah, I'm glad we could too, despite a few technical difficulties on my end. Uh, so thank you for being uh, so patient. I appreciate that. And I guess that would be the first lesson in business, patience, right? <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, you know, you've been in business a long time. I've been in business a long time. And I think when you're patient, so much more gets done, actually. Uh, when you have the things like we had happen today, it doesn't take you off of your game. Patience is actually, truly, I know it's overused, a virtue. <laughs> and it helps you. It helps you pragmatically as a business owner. So let's let's start to, you know, the topic is how to take control of your business. And you know what I started to think about as I started listening to some of your interviews, and by the way, you are so talented and I'm so uh, happy you. that we could get together. Um, some things have to happen before a business owner is able and ready to take control of his or her business. They they get to this place of, of frustration. They know something's wrong, but they don't know what's wrong. They're trying to do it everything. They're they're wearing all these hats. They're wearing too many hats, Pete, right? Mm, gosh, and yeah. and uh they finally get to a place where they just say, This isn't really what I signed up for. There's gotta be more. And they start to look for answers. And so Let's kind of talk about that. You've got a business owner, Pete. He he or she comes to you and they're pulling their their hair out of their head. They're wearing too many hats. They're just, uh, you know, how do you start to unravel that and kind of help them get to a place where they can actually start to take control of their business. For those of you who are watching, I've already had the experience of pulling all my hair out. So (laughs) I've been down this road, right? And it's like, it's gone. So I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. And and you know what? Um, 
I've seen a lot of different things too. And one of the things that I see a lot of the times, and most of the people I work with have been in business three, five, 10 years type thing. They've been at it for a while. Maybe they have a little bit more money now, but they're looking, like you said, for some of those other freedoms in life. And when they started their business, so when you say, how do, where do we start? Well, we kind of start usually by going back to before you started your business or before you bought your business, if you bought a business, right? And and it's like, well, when you were thinking, maybe I should own a business, what was it you were thinking of? What were the freedoms that you were looking for? What was the kind of life that you thought that that would bring to you? And that's where we take it back and we start looking. It's like, okay, hmm, when, you know, three, five, 10 years ago, whatever, 30 years ago for some people, right? It's like, hmm. I thought maybe I'd have a bit more time. I thought I'd have a bit more better relationships. Or I thought maybe, you know, I thought I'd have more time to work on me, not on my business. So health-wise, right? Like some of us are getting older too, right? Like I'm in my 50s now and you start thinking about your, your health and your longevity. It's like, I need to spend more time being more healthy so I can live longer. Stuff like that, right? And we're, you know, whatever those freedoms are that you're looking for out of your business, your health, your wealth, your relationships, your mission, your purpose, all of those different things, we dig into those, clarify them so that we can then, I mean, we're talking on the mattress show here. We're talking about foundations, right? So here are the foundations that are your foundations, uniquely yours. So we want to build the business as the foundation to supply those to you, right? And talking about foundations, we own some shoe stores. We have uh, shoe stores called Shootopia here in Canada. And I love the idea that we're talking uh, foundations because I always put it this way, you know? You spend so much time in your shoes every day and you spend so much time in your bed. They're the two most important things and the most time that you need to have the foundations underneath you. You've got to buy good quality stuff so that it's giving you a good night's sleep and so that you're feeling good at work. So what are we doing to have the foundations underneath our business that are going to prop us up for the life that we live? And I've come up with this framework called the five P's. Pete. And, you know, um, essentially I'll give them to you quickly and we can dig into them too, but they really are understanding your promise, which is that clarity around what it is you do. And then getting from there, we're aligning our product, our process and our people to it so that we can generate the right amount of profit to give us our freedoms, right? And, you know, starting with that promise is so important because a lot of times the people have kind of gone off the way a little bit over the last couple of years as to maybe the promise that they were offering to their clients. And they've had to rejig that a little bit. And if you think of it, here's the easiest way. I mean, there's a lot more to it than this, but to put it briefly, Here's how you develop your promise. What's the pro- the what is the problem that you help your customers get over and get through, right? And how do you uniquely solve it different than all of your other competitors so that they can live a better life? Just like we're talking about having your business create the better life for you, whatever it is you're doing and we're talking mattresses here today, but you're providing a better night's sleep so that your clients can live a better life. So how are you driving that home uniquely different than your competitors? And what are you, what are those promise points that you're making 
upfront. So are you quicker? Are you faster? Are you cheaper? Are you going to be, be, be there tomorrow? You know, do you have it in stock? Do you have to order it? Like all those promise points. And then we get into, you know, the product. So does your product align with your promise? So I'll just, we just chatted there. Or I just spoke about the idea around if you're going to give next day service, well, are the suppliers that you're dealing with actually able to provide you with next day service? Right, you have to have full alignment with your product, your process, and your people to that promise. And when there's misalignment there, that's when things get a little weird, and your customers see it, your team sees it, you know. And there needs to be some adjustment there. So a lot of times we're working back on some of those things because the way you've done things in the past, specifically before two or three years ago, may not be the way of the future. So realignment of that, and people just say, "Ah, it's just the way we've always done it." Well, hmm. A lot of times, there's some room for improvement on that. One of my fondest things to say to my customers, my store owners, is you can't give great service unless you get great service. You can't give fast delivery unless you get fast delivery. You Mm -hmm. can't give a quality product unless you receive a quality product. Uh, So this alignment is just incredibly huge. Um, I could go on and on and on, but I'm not. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to be very disciplined so that I can help as many store owners as possible. So I'm probably gonna get stones thrown at me for this, but as I go from store to store to store in Ohio and Pennsylvania. And uh, and in other states too, because I I get sucked into more stuff than you c- couldn't even believe. But I I'm blessed that I get to go to a lot of stores, big, little, and medium yeah. sized stores. And I get to see a lot, and you know, the the alignment between your promise and your product is huge. But where I see a lot of frustration uh, on behalf of the employees and the owners is when process and people start to collide. And I was wondering if you would dig a little bit deeper on, on that. I see, this is a typical situation that I see, Pete. Yeah. I know I just asked you a question. And I cut you off. So no, you should have known, you should have known by watching my other shows, <laughs> I do that. Uh, but I promise I'll give you lots and lots but, of time. Yeah, that's uh, good, man. <laughs> so so I, I get salespeople that come to me and I get owners that come to me. And I'm getting complaints on both in the same store, and I see both sides of it. And I was in a marketing mastermind years ago. And I said, well, my industry is a little bit different than everyone else's. And they all, these guys started started to laugh, right? Because when you really break down these businesses, they have more things in common than you could ever imagine. And and when you get over the little idiosyncrasies, it's, it's all the same. So these guys are laughing at me, which I deserve for my comment. And I said, listen, a, a typical scenario for, for my dealers is they were really good salespeople. Uh, some of them were store managers. Many of them were not. They saved their money. They are really good at selling. And now they want to go out on their own and they want to sell. 
and they want to own their own store, but they don't know how to advertise. They don't know how to buy product. They don't know processes. And some of them don't even know how to manage people. And we wonder why they're all, they become so stressed out, right? And so that's kind of where I was going with this whole uh, a lack of process can really create strain in an organization when people don't feel like they know their role or they feel like their role is constantly being changed before they can even kind of adapt and and start to... Uh, most people want to please whoever it is that they work for, right? But when the rules keep changing, they get frustrated and so how do we create processes, expectations so that we don't frustrate our people and at the same time make changes when they're necessary? Yeah. Well, you know, it's all part of creating that turnkey business, right? And when you look at that sort of stuff, if we look at our stack of P's, right? The promise, product, process, people, profit. This really lines in between the process and people. And I break down people into three parts, okay? One is your ideal customer, which I'm sure you've chatted about. And But here's a couple of other ones that aren't chatted about as much. One is your uh, or number two would be your ideal teammates, you know, everybody who makes up your team at work. And three are your suppliers, anybody else that's in the system that helps drive home your promise, right? And that could mm. be your suppliers, it could be your accountant, it could be your human resources outside source, it could be your marketing outside source or in, internal people, like all of these different things. But you have to think, do they align with everything as well? So when you look at this, there's there's frustration that cre creeps up there too, right? Because the people involved with those other outsourced businesses, whether it's suppliers or any of these other ones, can cause an immense amount of frustration if the process isn't dealing with them. Right. And so when we look at the development of the process, it's it's super important that almost anybody, oh, I'll tell you what what they do at Utopia, because I don't work in my stores all that much uh, anymore. I've got them kind of running on their own, which is what I coach to. And so, but when they do come up with a new process, they use me as the guinea pig. So <laughs> <to it. laughs> they do it's like there's there's a new you know way to receive uh shoes or something like that it's like okay well let's give it to pete and see if he can do it so because they know i've never done it before right and if i can come in and follow the process one two three four five six seven and do it or i'll just tell them listen you uh, the pop-up didn't show up here so i you know that's got to be fixed because the next person coming in to get trained is going to have to understand how to do that properly so you start getting down into the nitty-gritty of process and here's the next thing it's great to have process but when you have process it has to be available and captured in different ways because people learn things differently right so when we look at process we have our process in the manual right everybody's got the manual or they should have because if the manual is your own brain as the business owner and there isn't a manual outside of that how do you expect anybody else to do it the way they should be doing right? So it's got to be written down. It's got to be hopefully in some sort of audio or video format as well, because some people learn better by watching or listening, right? So mm. as much as you can put the senses into it, listening, hearing, reading, all of those things, you know, even if it's a smelling thing, like the bathroom should smell clean and fresh, right? 
like when we're talking about the process around how our bathrooms uh, appear to our public when they come in. They should be clean and fresh and they should be detailed and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's process. But once you have the process in place, it has to be assigned. And that's where entrepreneurial freedom comes is when you can actually assign it. So when you, I love EOS, um, Entrepreneurial Operating System, and Gino Wickman wrote a book years ago called Traction. And what I really took, one of the big things I took away from that was instead of using an organizational chart, use the word accountability chart. Because when you sign accountability, if you're the owner of the business and you've assigned accountability on your accountability chart, but you're not actually allowing them to do what they do and have authority over those areas, then there's no real accountability. There's no real, they, you're still being accountable. Once you assign accountability, you have to actually release it to them. And you said it earlier, Pete, our team actually wants accountability. They want to make decisions. They want to be a part of it. And they need to know, and your job as a leader is to really drive home what that promise is. You know, at Utopia, I've, borrowed, I've nailed down the promise into nine letters. It's ooh, ah, and aha. So if you think about it, it's, you know, you got the ooh, ah, and aha, so I can hear that. I can feel those words too, right? So what does ooh mean? Ooh means I'm looking in the mirror and I'm going, ooh, I look pretty good. Ah means I'm looking in the mirror, close my eyes, I'm like, oh, those feel awesome. And aha means I finally found the perfect pair that looks good and makes me feel fantastic. So, you know, driving that kind of stuff home is the promise. And that's what we need to develop as leaders. And we're always pushing that through our product, our process, and our people. Because when we do that and we communicate that clearly to all the people, to our, our suppliers, to our team, and to our ideal customer, the profit starts coming. And then when you start getting the profit, then it's that's your freedom. Because you're saying, hmm, if I want to maybe you know, not work 70 hours a week. Maybe I can afford a manager now. Yes, I have to actually assign them something and I don't want to micromanage them and, and we have to have the right process in place. And But you can see how all of this starts to, starts to work together so that, you know, once the system starts rolling through, Pete, it really becomes, a, you know, um, a self-operating business. And I'll use um, an unfortunate thing that happened to me this month. My father passed away. Mm, in, in early, yeah, you know, and early October, I got, you know, got the call, said, you got to come back home and uh, your dad's not in good shape. And we knew, he, you know, this was coming, but nonetheless, you're never quite prepared for it. Well, I left that day on, on a Friday and I came back the following Sunday. And on the Monday morning, I basically said to my team, so what's up? And they said, mm, everything's good. So, you know, from that perspective, that's what I want to help my customers with and my cl coaching clients. It's like you should everything should just roll along for you in your business and you should be moved out of the management box into the ownership box so that you're always there to help and support them just like we talked about at the beginning of the meeting about support. Your job is to support your team to operate the business, right? And if you do need to step back, then it, it shouldn't cause so many fires that you basically can't open the door the next day because you're the one that's opening the door, right? To get there, though, and if, if you're not uh, aligned on your promise, your product, your process, your people, yeah. Yeah. if you're not there yet, yep. um, how the heck, 
let me ask you this question. You were in one business huh? and now you have another business and then you have another business on top of it because you help people with their businesses, yeah. but you have a retail store. Yeah, I've got stores. A mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're successfully running them and you're doing what the great Dan Kennedy has has said, and he probably stole it from somebody else. Work on your business, not in your business. And that alludes to the freedom that you speak so well about. Um, so what were the lessons that did you see somebody else doing it wrong? And you're asking yourself, like, Dude, do that. Why are you doing it this way? Like, uh, uh, I'll give you a little quick story. Um, probably about 20 years ago, my kids were young and you know, my kids are all in their 20s now. And uh, they were young. And, and we had, uh, at the time, I had a bathroom renovation company and a cleaning uh, service business. Uh, and so I was running those simultaneously as well. I've always kind of had two or three businesses on the go. But um, we, we had planned a family vacation to go to Florida. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of money, young family, all this kind of stuff. We're driving to Florida 24 hours, you know, and uh, <laughs> we're going to go down and we're going to do Disney. And then we're going to stop over to see my in-laws in Fort Myers and then drive home. And so um, my one of my um, key people left, uh, decided to leave, knowing I was going away even um, about like two days before we were going away. And, uh, it was, it was tough. And so, and I didn't have anybody cross-trained to back them up. And I was like, I was the backup and some of this kind of stuff. And it made me really think, and I, I took that drive because I, I did get in my car with my family because the, we promised and we had our stuff booked. So we drove to Florida and then on the Monday I hopped on a plane and flew back to run my business for that week, drove, uh, flew back down on Saturday to drive my family home because I wasn't going to let my wife drive 24 hours with three young kids under five. So, you know, that was a said, very good people decision for your family. <laughs> well, you know, um, it made me really think hard about what I wanted my business to look like and, um, and how I wanted my life to run and some of the stuff. And I'm like, I could have had somebody else cross trained to take the phones and to do some of the other stuff. And, you know, I, I just, at the time I didn't. So, you know, a big part of the process piece is not only having the alignment and the accountability chart set up, but having everybody in behind them to come ahead and having the right paperwork and process and system. And everybody knows that, Hey, if so-and-so is out for a week, I've got their back because I already know how to do that job. Might not be my everyday job. I might not do it as efficiently, but I can at least get it done. So that's that next step, that next level of putting this stuff into place is when you have all of those secondary people there to come back in and fill that gap too. And you know what? The great great resignation, all the stuff that's been going on over the last couple of years, it's not easy to have those backup people. But the best thing to do is you just got to keep rolling with it. You got to keep, you know, looking at that accountability chart every week, every month or whatever the case is. What's your bench strength and who do I next need and what do they need training on? And Is my process right? Just like they said, they use me as the dummy to come in with new process. And it doesn't matter who you use, but it's got to be proper because if people can't follow it, if somebody leaves or if somebody gets injured or you know, has to take a week off because they, um, you know, broke their leg or whatever the case is. Somebody has to fill that in or else you're missing a week's worth of that work. And businesses aren't profitable when that happens regularly. So you really got an awesome compliment. Um, 
it was a compliment to me, but it was really to you. Um, I think it was Scott Vaughn. It just said Facebook user, but I'm guessing it's Scott Vaughn. Um, you get the best guess, Pete Primo. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, this is one that I was... Re- hey, Steve. Steve sponsors my show. Um, good morning, gentlemen. In the struggle to be unique, how do we identify what makes us special if everyone is making the same promise? Hmm. Very interesting because Pete's in a business that's very competitive too. The yeah, shoe business, I mean, we sell mattress shoes. business. It's a branded shoes, you know. It's like people can search pricing and do that sort of stuff. So what does make you different? Well, you know what? When I look at some of that stuff, sometimes you have to dig a little bit, Steve. And it's it's okay to you you don't have to be like worldly different, but what is it? And it usually comes around to experience. It comes around to uh, your, like, if we look at the the, the whole, in, uh, the three things in the middle there, the product process and people, some sort of unique combination on that. Like, are you open longer? Are you open shorter? Can I deliver it fast? It usually comes to faster less expensive and not everybody wants to play the less expensive game. I know I certainly don't. It's it seems to be a trail down to the bottom. So, how can you make your in-store experience and your online experience better? And you know, there's we could do whole shows Pete on on that kind of stuff and on setting different things up and and how do you align that back to your promise? But if the language in your promise doesn't highlight how you're different all the time, then everybody will think you're the same, right? So that's the big thing. Like that promise that you have there, if it's just generic, well, you know, why don't they go to your competitor down the road? So what is it? Or do you have the biggest floor, you know, the biggest uh, floor plan, like the most mattresses in your area? Do you have the uh, the fastest service? Do you Are you open the longest hours? Um, do you like... Any of those different things that come into play there? Do you have the most brands? You know, whatever it is that you find the most memory foam, like how, how, what makes you uniquely different? And then you want to be taking that and use it for your social media, use it for your emails, use it for your Instagram, use it for your LinkedIn, use it for all those different areas because that's what's setting you apart. Right. You, that, what you just said is so good, Pete. Um, Steve, I would add to what Pete just said, ask your customers. So, so this is what happens sometimes with us as, as business owners, we're so close to it that we start to take what we do for granted and somebody else who just bought from us, they don't take it for granted. They bought from you instead of the guy down the street because you were honest. Well, everybody should be honest, but they're not. What if you uh, interviewed the last 10 customers that bought from you and nine out of 10 said you were the most honest? Guess what? You got to start putting that out there because it's your customer telling you. And uh, listen, I, I think that we all have this thing in us and I don't know where it comes. I'm not a psychiatrist, but we don't want to puff ourselves up 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to brag on ourselves. You know, we're kind of taught to be humble. But when you own a store, you have to. You have to be able to articulate why doing business with you is better than all the alternatives in the marketplace, including, wait for it, doing nothing at all, because that's an option too. And there's some really scary surveys out there. It happens in B2B. So sales reps, we do this too. And it happens in retail stores where people just don't do anything because we so underwhelm them that we weren't attractive enough to do business with. And by attractive, I don't mean Miss America attractive. I mean, what's your heart like? What's your mind like? What are your values? If you guys have that stuff in common, I'll give you an an example. Um, We just started a a new bed. It's the charity bed, and it's for uh, the uh, cancer uh, breast awareness organization. And every time somebody buys one of these mattresses, there's a legitimate donation going to them. And is that something that would resonate for people in your area? I don't know. Chances are yes, but every area is different. But you have to look at a real 100% simple, knowledgeable conversation tonight, breath of fresh air. So Guy, just so you know, Pete, Guy is in, oh Lord, South Africa. So it is nighttime and he's staying up late to see us. (laughs) Awesome. Great to have you with us, Guy. Um, Getting back to your question, um, Steve, we have to really, really dig. And, And here's something that a lot of you aren't ready to hear. And so listen, if you need to start with, you know, Books, so buying books, reading books. That's great. Yeah. Start with books. But I'm going to tell you where you need to get to sooner or later. And some of you aren't ready to hear this. And if you're not, I'm sorry. But you're going to have to hire a business coach. That's exactly what Pete does. So at the end of the show, we're going to share Pete's contact information. You're going to be able to get a hold of him. And Steve, you run a mastermind for our dealers in in this group. And a mastermind is so unbelievably great where like minds get together and they wrestle with their problems. For sure. I sponsor Steve, so you're welcome. <laughs> hey, Stu, what's up, man? Thank you for being here. I always love having you here. So thank you very much for saying hi. Pete, you're chomping at the bit and I'm stealing the show. Go ahead. It's all good. Uh, you know, I was I was just going to follow up. I mean, I've been involved in masterminds for a long time. I coach in masterminds. I've, I've been a member and am a member. Uh, so I love masterminds as well. And one of the things, you know, from my coaching, as you had mentioned, uh, I'm also a Business Made Simple certified coach with Donald Miller. And we've got this great assessment. It's on my website and just uh, at, at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com, right at the top of my website. Basically, uh, says, take this assessment. And as you can see here, it's flashing in front of us for those that are watching. It takes about 12 minutes or so. But when you go through the assessment, 
it spits it all out in a wonderful format that is this airplane. And it talks about the cockpit, your leadership. It talks about sales. It talks about marketing. It talks about your operational expenses. It talks about all the different unique areas, your marketing and your operations of your business. And you answer the questions and it either red lights you or it green lights you. And sort of, I love this idea. It's like, I'm really doing well in these areas. And here are the areas that I need work on. And whether you, like you said, Pete, whether you grab the books or whether you hire a coach or whether you, you know, take some online courses around that, just the acknowledgement and understanding of where it is you need a little bit of help to prop some of those areas up really starts helping you give clarity because that's where everything starts. You know, I, I use on my podcast a lot. Clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. And if we're looking for more momentum in our business, whether it's from our profit or whether it's just from the sales perspective or marketing perspective, we need to get the clarity of what it is we need to do. And that's what this assessment does. So it's really good. Just uh, head on over to simplifyingentrepreneurship.com and click take the assessment and it's uh, it will guide you. It gives you about depending on how you answer, somewhere between 30 and 50 pages PDF document back. So it's quite substantial. That's great. And Donald Miller is, he's yeah. special. He really, yeah. he's, he, he's very, very talented. So it's halftime. It's actually past halftime, but we got going. So halftime <laughs> is I read a quick chapter. It takes about two minutes out of my, out of my book, uh, Sell a Million. So this is uh, Steve. If you're uh, in your store, page 53, number 33, your number one product is you. I've read this several times, but it's so important. I really want all store owners to understand this. Successful store owners understand and embrace the fact that their number one product is their own self. Before they invest, therefore, they invest the time and money in making this product the best it can be. In today's business world, there's no room for weak personality-less, timid marketers. You must understand only the strong survive. Success starts with you and what you focus on. How you think and what you do on a repeated and consistent basis. The good news is there are plenty of excellent books, courses, and people to help you develop and maximize your personal skills. And my goal with this chapter is to simply remind you of the critical importance on focusing on self-development. I was 54 years old when I wrote this book. I'm 62 now. So I listen to most of my books in my van while I, while I drive 20 to 30 hours a week. I have turned my van into a learning institution. I suggest that you find time and make time to further your sales business and market and education. When you accept the fact that the fact that like product research and development, personal research and development is equally important, you're on your way to bigger and better things. Here are a few simple ways to do this. Read, study, and most of all, implement. If you drive a lot, it is listen and implement. Have an inner circle of trusted friends. Attend events with excellent speakers. Promise yourself you will always be a student. That's huge. Biggest thing I could tell you. Always be learning. Celebrate and enjoy success, but be careful of complacency. And the one thing I didn't write, but I wrote it in there, is hire a coach. 
You got to hire a coach, guys. You really do. I've hired several coaches over the years and they help me drive my business to a whole nother level. They are able to see things that you can't see. Maybe you see them and you just can't bring yourself to admit it to yourself. Well, when you hire a coach and you pay the money that a good coach requires, that good coach is not going to pull any punches. And sometimes those conversations aren't really pleasant. It's not easy to hear where you're missing the boat, but sometimes it's absolutely critical for you to uncover this Achilles heel. It's absolutely important for you to acknowledge it, to face it, and then to develop plans, hopefully with a business coach to get you guys over the hump and be the owner that you would have loved to have been when you first got into business. Sorry, I was going off on a tangent. I do that. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And, you know, one of the things I like to, for people that haven't had a coach before really or anything, you know, one of the things I like to sort of outline is the difference between a coach and a consultant. Because consultants basically are do it for you. Like, do you want to hire a marketing consultant for your Instagram page so that they can just get it done for you? The get it done is sort of a consultant where a coach well, you know, whether it's uh, hockey season to start, I'm a hockey fan, hockey season just starts, the, ho the hockey coach is not on the ice. They are not taking the shot. Or if you're baseball, baseball season's in right now, you know, they're not taking the swing or throwing the pitch. They're there to coach the people that are so that they can become the best that they can be. And that's really the difference between, because some people aren't, aren't quite sure what a coach does and what a consultant does on the business side of things. And that's really, think of it that way. It's like, we're here to help you be the best that you can become as the owner of your business. And hopefully achieve those dreams that we started off with when we're talking. Why did you get into business? Let's recapture those and build the business to support you so that you can actually live the life that you want from your business, not living the life entirely in your business, right? And I, I love that. So, yeah, you know, thanks for uh, bringing up the whole coaching thing, Pete. No, it's uh, it just makes sense. It's my personal experience. And I, I have several top-notch retailers who employ coaches. And uh, I am a coach and I have coaches. Learning from them was priceless. You know, Guy, thank you for bringing that up. The, ladies and gentlemen, what Guy Danes just said from South Africa is worth its weight in gold. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say one more thing. Do not ever hire a coach who doesn't have coaches, have had or has coaches. I prefer when I ask the question that they actively have a coach because you know, you know what I'm getting now? It's, 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 it's the, uh, the cheapness in me. I, I think I'm getting a better value because if my coach has a coach, I've got at least two minds that I know of and who knows what was poured into that other coach. So I want to get the most value I can for my dollar. And that's just me kind of being a cheapskate and wanting to get more for less, but that's me. <laughs> 
You know, one of I, I there's so I use so many different things from all my coaches in my talks and the different things that I have. You know, and one of my favorite ones, and we're talk, we talked a lot about process today. And one of my favorite ones is from a speaking coach I have. I have a speaking coach. His name is Joel Weldon. He's a fantastic speaker and he's sort of a founder of the National Speakers Association. Pretty interesting guy. Look him up. But I, I, I found that he in one of his programs he said. What's a system? What should a system do? Or in my words, process, right? So what should a system do? It's an acronym. It should save you stress, time, energy, and money. And that's just mm. one of the ones I remember from my coach. It's like, hmm, if I'm setting up a system or a process, what should it do? It should save me stress, time, energy, and money. Yeah, that's what it should do. So if it's not doing that, then I have some work to do on that process. And having little things like this to just kind of trigger seems to allow you to set up the proper framework so that you could move your business ahead. Pete, we're running out of time and I want to keep going. So before, I'm going to get you on record right now. Promise me you'll come on my show again. <laughs> would love to. I would love to. I mean, good, we, like good. Ob obviously we've got lots to talk about. So. We do. We do. I mean, we, we could do probably 10 shows off the top of my head. <laughs> so let's do this. Yeah. How does somebody that listened to you, and I don't know of anyone who just listened to the show that isn't going, I want to talk to that dude. How do they get a hold of you? How do they reach out to you? How do they get a hold of Pete Moore? Well, really, um, the best way is just to go to my website, simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. I know it's a long one, but uh, that's the best way. I'm on LinkedIn at Pete Moore. Uh, you just search M-O-H-R is the correct spelling of my last name or Instagram as well, Pete Moore underscore coach. So lots of easy ways to get a hold of me, but always the best is through the website at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. Go to his website, hook him up. Any last words of wisdom before we say goodbye? You know, I think we've talked a lot today about freeing yourself up from frustration and a lot of retail owners, I'm a retail owner, a lot of retail owners are still mired down in the frustration of doing everything all the time, making all the decisions. So think about this. Decisions should be made at the lowest possible level of your organization. Decisions should be made at the lowest possible level of your organization. And until that happens, you have some work to do through your process, through your people, understanding your promise and your product so that you can have the right amount of profit and turn your frustrations into freedoms. Wow. Thank you so much, Pete Moore, for coming on today. And thank you, everybody that contributed and Looking forward to uh, to what you do next, Pete. Uh, it, I'm just so great to to meet you and to be able to to uh, to get some tips for my for my uh, store owners. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be in touch with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>